0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to Ironcast, and we're recording this in a brand new venue for us, the Bowling, right by Upton Park. Ginge, you were telling me just beforehand that you would come in here. After a game in which you'd played well with your <laughs> yeah. old man, just to scoop some free beers.
0: Yeah, not not, not like I said, I'd only come in if uh, if I'd played all right and we'd won the game. But yeah, just an iconic place for West Ham. Certainly, my time, my my first time at West Ham. You know, driving in on the bus or driving in, in your car, passing the pub and seeing seeing all the fans outside. Just just an iconic place and a place for me personally where I've, I've got my fondest memories. This area, these streets around around the old Upton Park and this pub.
1: Yeah, this is my first time in here since the Swansea game, which was the penultimate game at Upton Mm. Park, and it's had a revamp in here. It looks different. It looks better than it did, but you can still feel like the ghosts of this pub. (laughs) It's atmospheric. It's it's a
0: proper East End boozer, isn't it? That's all you can describe. It, It stinks to me, by the way. This is if I could, if I could have a pub and. It'd be my own. This would be it. I think it's perfect. And also, when
1: you go into the back dining room, there's mirror. There's like uh, mirrors with like iconic West Ham players in there, especially from the 60s, 70s, 80s. So Trevor Brooking, Jeff Hurst, and you. You can just feel the history, can't you? It?
0: Can and it's lovely because you know, like I said, the area has changed. There's no doubt about it. You know, we've moved on. You know, for the better for the football club. But this pub in particular, you know, you it's it's iconic for all West Ham fans and the way they've kept it. You know, the the, the West Ham stuff that's about and 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 the way the pub is now. It's great to see. Is this the first time you've come back to
1: Upton Park since?
0: This is the first time I've been in the area since the Man United game. Oh. It is today, driving in and, and, and seeing all the old shops and, and Green Street, Bargain Road, all that. It's, it's the first time I've been back, which is a shame, really. And it's, it's a bit poor for me because, like I said, my, my you know, best football memories are around this area.
1: I know. Uh, I was actually chatting to Ray Stewart not so long ago. And he said uh, he lives up in Scotland, but if he's down in East London, mm. he'll come and he'll just walk the streets of Upton Park. Yeah. I thought oh, so romantic, pop, isn't pop it? Pop into the pub. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got Ricardo Vasse on this week's episode mm. and this is a great episode. Ricardo, I mean, the impact he had on West Ham, you can't understate it.
0: No, you can't obviously, you know, Ricardo's a great lad, great great player for West Ham. Obviously, all West Ham fans will will want to speak to him or know about the goal against Blackpool in the in the playoff final because, you know, ultimately, you know, who's to say our club West Ham wouldn't have gone on to where they are if, if, if Vaz hadn't have scored that goal so it's going to be a great episode and like I say it's such a such a great lad um such a, a good professional he had, he had a few injury problems which he'll he'll say about himself but he worked ever so hard and was, was a pleasure to be around
1: yeah all right here he comes on Ironcast live from the Bolin Tavern it's Ricardo Vazte talking about fond memories, talking about nostalgia. We're here with the playoff final trophy 2012 and even better than that, the man who delivered it to West Ham fans everywhere took us on this path to Premier League glory that we've been on ever since. Welcome back to East London. Welcome back to West Ham. Welcome to Ironcast,
0: Ricardo Vazte. Thank you. Cheers. A modern-day hero. and modern-day uh, West Ham hero. I know, modern Getting day, us to where we are today, Vaz. No, 61 games
1: for West Ham in all competitions and 19 goals. But one of those goals is a goal that any West Ham fan who was alive for it will be talking about till their dying day. <laughs> the last-minute winner against Blackpool in the 2012 Championship Playoff Final to take us back to the promised land. Those that celebrations, I was lucky enough to be there at Wembley. I know Ginger on Matt Everton Stag do. <laughs> West, West Ham fans were going insane within Wembley. You've seen the footage of West Ham fans everywhere celebrating that goal. But the way you celebrated that goal, the top came off, the abs, the six-pack. You just look at the… It's gone now. I can tell. I can tell looking at you. he has gone It's gone now. Gone. He's gone, no, the Mohawk and you're just screaming. It's such an iconic photo what better way to start this interview than to ask you what was it like to score that last minute winner in a game of that
2: importance? For me it was even more than than obviously that day for me was the culmination of all the previous i'll probably say three years or maybe four because leaving bolton was was really hard for the last three years of my contract I was just injured and then I struggled to get. Clubs after. Uh, so I went to Greece, coming back uh, to to UK was tough. I had to go through Scotland for four months and then I had to go to Barnsley and I had to do a trial, two weeks trial, uh, and then finally signed. It was tough as well. So then to get from Barnsley to West Ham, this humongous team, obviously, history and all that. And then to get to that moment and be the one the privileged one to score that goal, it, it was, it was, it, yeah. And people don't know this. And after the game, obviously while, while you're in the game, the, you fo- focus and all that. But after the game, we did the, uh, uh, you get the trophy, the medal and all that. And you take a photo, we take a group photo. And after that, I just run to the, to the, to the, dressing room, And I just cried because, and then it sunk in like all the struggles to then get to that glory until today, I'm, I'm kind of, in West Ham world, I'm well known because of that goal. So from losing everything to gaining so much more is, yeah. Is
0: as, is, as in you cried because of the journey you had been on? Yeah, And yeah. the magnitude of the, yeah, a, the yeah. occasion because,
2: and Yeah, uh, because years before I, I should have retired because money mm. was no good. And every club I went to uh, literally tell me, no chance even at West Ham I had my fair share of injuries but the the staff really managed me well Rolsey at the time mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you caught Rolsey yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Rolsey at the time and uh, Taka, yeah, Taka the, magician. The, the magician yeah so they managed me really well to then provide to culminate to that moment yeah yeah you, 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 for me was the goal was special and all that it was just the, what it means for me for me it meant so much more it meant I got my life back and uh, oh. yeah, so, oh, man. What, so much more. What
1: did, the player, what did the
2: your teammates say when they came into the dressing room and you are there? They didn't see me because it took probably another 15, 20 minutes of them doing the lap, celebrating the fans, the craziness. They didn't see me. I think it was only one person in that dressing room. I, I didn't really know. I think it's like a security person that makes sure yeah. nobody comes in, nobody goes out. And he didn't see me. He just saw me coming in. And I went to the. I, obviously, I didn't want to cry in front of him. I just went to the to the bathroom. I just cried there. I just cried there the whole time. Yeah. So by the time the boys came in, I think it was twenty minutes, half an hour. Nobody saw me. A lot of time they thought I was oh, I was arrogant big time. I, I didn't celebrate with the boys or something. Yeah, we, it was just too too much, too overwhelming. Yeah. Oh man.
1: Yeah. Do you think? How often do you think about that goal?
2: Once a week. No, I don't really. Think <laughs> very much. I'll be lying to say I do. I, I don't think. Of, I get reminded time to time. And I'm I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful. Uh, and I got to think about that yesterday, uh, going to the game, thinking how a lot of players they play all their life, all their career, trying to be remembered, trying to be uh, uh, stay iconic, stay relevant. And and West Ham does this for me. And I didn't ask. I'm I'm, I'm not seeking it. Yet every year they remind even the new generation what i did so many years ago so i i i am ought to be grateful do you I'm have sure. a picture of
1: it in your house
2: no not at all i oh. my wife <laughs> while when i was living here she she framed the the celebration the the vanity celebration yeah. i call <laughs> it these days uh, but I don't know where that picture is. To be honest, here. I moved obviously from London to Lisbon. I, she like, where's that picture? I, said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> do do you know when you look back at that?
0: Obviously, like you say, it was a, a very emotional time for you. Do you feel like you missed out on the celebrations a bit? If you
2: would you go back and change that? Would you be up with the on on I, the pitch I, with the boys? I wish I I wish I I held it more. I wish mm. I um, I was better prepared so I could contain the emotion. So yeah, of course. I... To do the lab, like yeah. I watched people winning, uh, even now, like when they when they became champions of Europe, so uh, it, it was nice. Mm. You look at the photos, you look at the moments; it's it's nice. But at that moment, I I I couldn't hold it. I did the I did the interview with Tomo right after the game. The game finished. We did the interview, and then uh, it was still hectic, so I couldn't really uh, digest anything. So and then we we gone up we got the trophy, we got the medals. It was when we came down. So when we came down, and then he hit me, boom. So I, I had to flee. I wish I just cried on the pitch, to be honest. <laughs> that probably would be better. But yeah, I wish, I wish. Good, good photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, a,
1: I watched the game back recently. The, every now and again, it's replayed on on Sky. And I watched the watched
2: it back. And in that game, you had a few chances did. to score. We did, we did. You specifically had a, a, we a, a couple We did. I should well. have... I reckon I counted at least two that I I would have buried normally. Yeah. But he went inches here, inches there. Um, Yeah. But second half turned completely on us. Yeah. I think we're talking about it today uh, because of the drama that he was. We expect to beat Blackpool easily. Mm -hmm. I mean, through the season, four here, four there. There we did it it with 10 men. So we got to the final like... Blackpool, we're going to just dismiss them. But as the game went on, the nerves kicked in. I mean, the whole stadium was West Ham. <laughs> so the, the, the boots was getting heavier. The, the sweat was getting heavier. Yeah. So you can see the players uh, are getting anxious. And then they scored 1-1. Uh, the game turned completely. They should have scored a few times in the second yeah. half. And so you could see the tension. And then it culminated that. I always compare the moments or the, the emotions to like um when City won the because it was that year when City oh, first became champion, they were losing and then they got to draw and then in the last minute oh. I was watching that game, I fell off my chair. Even <laughs> I'm not I'm not a City fan. But because of the moment, because of the you became an underdog and then you came back and then so I yeah, think I think, I think any
0: last go. goal causes that don't they but yeah, to do it yeah. in a you know it's, it's probably the biggest game in football in it they say you know for yeah. financially and what it means to football clubs coming up from the championship to score a last minute winner in a game like that so, yeah. yeah if i did it <clears throat> excuse me i wouldn't be taking my top off but <laughs> <like. laughs>
1: don't quite look like you mate <laughs> we're going to get into your west ham career ricardo but just as we were sit- sitting down okay you mentioned that uh, you and got gotten a bit of a scrap what's the what's the story here to give us give us your version of events, Ricardo, you go first. You're the guest. I, I remember I, it.
2: Yeah. I do remember it. <laughs> uh, no, no Ginger Ging is a, it's an amazing guy. We we always yeah. got on and and always a role model. Uh, but in football, I think this is this is very common. Uh, of course. We get we get frustrated. It's too many motion. Um, and in this particular incident, uh, Ginger was frustrated because he wasn't in the starting eleven, and he felt justified. To be in the starting eleven, and I think rightly so. Actually, I mm. actually agree with you then. But obviously, we're doing the training. We uh, we were separated from the the main uh, the starting eleven. So the non starters has to do a side training to do more, obviously. And James was just he was just acting out. You acting out, yeah. yeah, a and, bit. <laughs> and I was bit. I was also upset. Not to swear here. I was also acting out, but probably worse than him. And I felt also justified why I wasn't on the starting eleven. So through that, I think he had enough of my acting out, and and then he came for me. So <laughs> did I come for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, we, we didn't we didn't lock on. We didn't, I, like, I remember. Yeah. I
0: remember. It. I, Vaz is bang on. I think we both probably deserved to be playing I, the team. Maybe you know did well the week before. Was you big, definitely under did. Under big, I, I didn't so Sam. much. But yeah. So Sam used to take the starting eleven on a Friday. Friday possibly. Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. To do is. Shape basically yeah. is one to 11. They run through patterns of play, blah blah. So, us other boys who weren't in the starting line would go over and train with Ian Hendon, I think. Yeah, on yeah, the other pitch. The time, yeah. So, I think I'm playing, I think I should be playing. Vaz obviously thinks he should be playing, so I was playing up a little bit. Vaz was probably
2: not as bad as me. Yeah, I was terrible. We man. didn't come to blows though. It was yeah. only no, was no, only... no. You called me some names, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. called you some names. Yeah. You like what, what? and I think I chicken it out. And like, I think we had <laughs> a yeah, we had a, a cuddle <laughs> or
0: shook hands after, and it was all good. But there's another story about that session. I was angry and I was trying to kick. It's, it sounds bad saying, but I was sort of like disrupting the session really, wasn't I? Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But I was trying to kick the ball out of play, like pinging it everywhere. But I think it was probably the best trading session <laughs> of my life. Every time I was trying to kick it out of play, it was going to one of my players. And it was, I was like back and back yeah. that <laughs>
2: session. Yeah, that's that's what made blank. me look worse. Because I was doing it and it was actually coming <laughs> off. Of there. <laughs> you're like, what are you doing and all sorts of yeah. It's yeah. not no, it's not my yeah.
0: proudest moment, I'll be honest. <laughs> I was just frustrated not to be playing. But I would say about Ricardo, not just because he sat here, but you know, would it would it be fair to say you probably didn't play as much the second season under Sam? Like what, yeah. you know, and, uh, uh, and but I would say your training and the way you were in the gym and the way you looked after yourself. I think you'd be up there for me mate, as in professionalism, the way you handled yourself around the training thank ground, uh, the way you trained, the way you spoke to people, the, the, the way you were around the training ground, it was, it was magnificent to see. Thank
2: you, thank you.
0: Yeah, so like, let's
1: talk about when you first joined West Ham because it's the 11-12 season. You started with Barnsley as you touched on there. Mm. You had a bit of a journey, storied career to, to get to West Ham, but you started at Bolton for a bit. Would you cross paths with Big Sam back then?
2: Yes, uh, I mean, I sang for the academy. I went on trial, uh, a day trial. Uh, played a game and the uh, academy director signed me straight away on a four-year deal. And uh, this After for a day's you. day's trial? Yeah. I mean, how, what, you see... how could we do that what day? did you do on that day? Yeah, basically, do you want to hear that story <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For me, every story is mine is boring. So that's no, what I'm no, like, no, no. okay. So uh, basically, I was playing U18 in Portugal uh, for a team up, down, down south in Faro called Forense, and, um, and I was 15, became 16, and then I, an, an agent or a, a, a scout saw me, and uh, he put a video, he filmed one, one game, uh, send it to the, to the main agent that had a relationship with Bolton, and they agreed to, for me to come on a trial, and, but it was a one-day trial, uh, which is just a game. So I arrived, let's say, you know, on a Monday, slept, uh wake up the next day, showed up at the stadium, put my boots on, which wasn't even mine, it was borrowed. Um and then turn up at the game and score the nut trick. They took <laughs> that, me to it. Uh, yeah. They st- took me to the hotel which is the Vere, which was uh, uh, straight upstairs, and uh they wouldn't let me leave. I had to sign. So they put four year deal on, on in front wow. of me, which I didn't I didn't know English, didn't know anything. Yeah. My mother didn't know English. So we signed the four year deal. And then I had a week to go back gather my stuff, which wasn't much, <laughs> and then uh, report. That's to U19, uh, being 16 at the time, summer, uh, I think 2003. So I arrived uh, with U19. We did the preseason, uh, a lot of running. <laughs> Mamma mia. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the season start. For the first three, four game, I scored two goals, three goals, four goals, three goals, so I so I went straight to the first team. So they put me straight. But at the time we had a B team as well. Mm. But I, I jumped out, went straight to the first team. So Sam Aladis was the, the manager at the time. So wow. he's the one who actually put me in the first team. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, that's true. He was he was the one. I think if I look back, Sam just mismanaged me. When I look back, he mismanaged me because he couldn't he didn't understand my emotion. He put psych psychologists on me mm. and all that. And I normally speak my mind. Because I come from the streets. You just say it as it is. Like, yeah. whatever. and deal with the consequences. He tried to manage me, like, putting me on. And, like, I'll come on one game. And the next game, he won't put me on. He'll leave me in the stand, like, to teach me something. I just couldn't read f- between <laughs> those lines. So I just grew more frustrated. Uh, wow. But, yeah, some other guys is the one who put me in the first team. I, I made my debut 17 at Old Trafford. Wow. Yeah, uh, dribbling, that. Roy Keane. Uh, Gabrielle Hines, Nat Meg, yeah, all sorts. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so for no a problem. Trial. I had knee bad, back then. My knee was bad. Yeah, like, yeah, knee was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was all Sam. It was all Sam. So I had four years with Sam, and then Sam left to Newcastle, and that's when my injuries, injury started. And mm, the right. Sammy Lee short, short lived.
1: So, what were the natures of those? What was the nature of that injury then? You mentioned your knee a few times. Was there one incident where you? You know,
2: yeah it started when I was in in Portugal. I literally sat on my right knee and damaged my meniscus and uh, just sitting down no i literally, we were doing this exercise basically running, and whenever the coach clapped silly exercise we We squat down like fully and yeah. then go up jump so he clapped as I went to sit, sit down my left my left foot went off, and I just banged on my right, and it just my my meniscus just snapped a oh. little bit. But I still came back and played the season, no problem. I actually meant to make my debut against Fulham. So I was in the squad. This is a Friday. We trained Thursday. I was in the squad, still 16 at the time. And uh, and then I got home. Money went crazy. I report on Friday in the squad. All Everybody in my U19 is like, oh, because I used to ch- change with still with the U19. They're like, oh, you in the squad. I didn't see. I don't know. I was... I didn't. You have to be. You have to see your name on in the, the list. Paper. That yeah, that yeah. Back in the days, that's I how it was, was right? Yeah. The list comes yeah. out. You go and check, and uh, they're like, "Oh, you in the squad?" And no, then no, no. I'm like, "What squad?" I don't speak English, so. <laughs> and then now oh, you first team all this, and uh, I, went, I went in and got the first operation that day. So oh. so and then that delayed things, and then then I only made my debut. Uh, I came on against Middlesbrough away with Bolos and then and all these players and then uh, uh boxing day I made my full debut uh, Altraford. Yeah. What? And that's when my injuries started. And then the following year I had to we went on preseason in Portugal and then I uh, my knee locked. I, they had to remove like 80% of my my meniscus and then my real problem started. Oh. But it was biomechanics. It was biomechanics. I've a shortage. my leg. My right leg is about this much short than my my left leg I didn't know that wow yeah yeah yeah. that's why I had so many injuries with my knee yeah
1: and so you know all those injuries before your West Ham career like Uh, uh. really really got going what's interesting when you signed for us in January of 2012 you'd had half a season with Barnsley and had already scored 10 goals for Barnsley before Mm -hmm. you came to West Ham so did you feel like you were just in the best form of your life at that point was that season the one where it all started to come together
2: I don't know about the best form but I was definitely more mature. Yeah, I was definitely more mature. I've been through so much. I was more grateful, I would say. Probably that mm-hmm. because I was such a brat. I became a <laughs> brat later on as well. Kev <laughs> probably can say that. He knows me. He knows me so, so long. And Jinj probably saw that. No, some I of, didn't see. He saw some it. of I didn't that see as it, well, no, not like, at all. Yeah. I've been at the dinner table with my headsets on. You know, mean? Yeah, um, against Stoke? You did do a few strange <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. things.
0: I I would I'd, I'd say that. Yeah, I, I have my... You're yeah. still the only person I've seen to do press-ups in the dressing room before a game. Yeah, yeah, that's one of You used of to my, like that, didn't you? Yeah. I'd never seen it. Yeah, press-ups. Yeah, it's yeah. like a warm-up in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah. Just get the it's blood pumping. It's an activation. Yeah. 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 Actually, to be fair, yeah. the shape of him. Yeah. <laughs> we've all seen the picture. That's right. why you do it. But so yeah. it was a new one on me
2: and I don't yeah. think I've seen it since. <laughs> <either>. <laughs> no, I, I still teach that. I teach that in some of my boys that uh, it's just activation. Yeah, so yeah. you get the blood pumping and when you actually go to the gym, you want to get contact. So mm. you're not afraid anymore. I do it more it, mentally. Yeah, it triggers course. things. Mm. Yeah. Now I forget where I was. <laughs> so, what are you oh, me again? Yeah,
1: yeah like the, that that half a season you had at Barnsley, scoring ten goals. Oh my! And best then you come to form, West Ham, we and said, then you score another ten. So it's twenty goals in a season, basically. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was more mature. I was more mature. Uh, I had a clear goal in line. I, had a, I was focused. Uh, I was determined uh, to not look back. I knew where I, well, I knew what happened to me. I knew how unappreciative how ungrateful how annoying i was so uh, i wanted to leave all that behind i wanted to 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 maximize in this in in this gift that i've been given which is to play football because he a he's a gift man he yeah yeah so that that's that's what what that was so is it like the mental side of your game just kind of came together a bit more that year definitely so? yeah. definitely because all my my life, b- until the injuries, the bad ones, which was eight, 19, 20. Uh, they stopped me for three. Before that, things is just easy. Like, uh, I mean, I was 12 playing with 18s uh, in, in the street, like nothing. I, because I have older brothers and I would just dribble them. They would kick me out, get mm-hmm. up. So even when, I remember when we came and play here. I was a Barnsley, came in play here. I think it was Kev that told Julian Forbear, because Julian Forbear doesn't know me. He told ah you gotta threaten him. Because Kev used to do that, a Bolton with Nicky Hunt. I don't know if you know, you remember yeah, Nicky yeah. Hunt, yeah. a right back. Yeah. So in training, it would be like when I get to the first thing, like, I'm gonna break your leg. I was like, <laughs> Oh man, you're playing to music to my ears. Now I'm gonna dribble you. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? So so more the more you threaten me, the better, because in the hood it's like that. Like, you know. So so everything is just easy. Everything is just Okay, just natural. Obviously, going through the injuries, losing it all, being depressed, gambling, owing people money, being broke, you name it, uh, being rejected, all that plays a toll, all that takes a part. It it shapes your mind. You cannot not shape your mind. So to get up from that, losing friends or people you think they were your friends, um, uh, being this, places used to go that like open doors. Now is like, who are you? To deal with all that and then to be able to come and have the opportunity to play again, to be paid. Alright West Ham fans,
1: one way you can support Ironcast and help us rocket up the charts and beat off the competition from other official football clubs podcasts like Chelsea and like Spurs is to get a five-star rating or review from you. Support me and Ginger on the podcast. Chuck us a five-star rating review and help us rocket up the charts where West Ham belong, at the top of the table. Back on with the show. Do
0: you think the dressing room you went into, Vaz, at that time helped? You know, you had Big Cat, Kev Nola. I know you're close yeah. to Joey O'Brien. Yeah. It was a good dressing room, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, very good. Um, I think dressing room always helps, you know, how they embrace you, basically. Mm. Uh, if 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 I'm honest, it didn't really matter to me, the dressing room. Like I didn't sign for West Ham and I had options then. Mm. And I didn't sign for West Ham because it was some other guys. In fact, I knew what I was walking into. That helped a lot. I didn't sign because I I know Kev, I'm cool Kev. I didn't sign because Joey was one of my best mates. Not at all. I signed because he was uh, the right move career-wise. Uh, I remember Southampton was fighting as well. And uh, one of their players called me and all that. Uh, I chose West Ham and had a clear lines. So, and, I, and I didn't really socialize much. If, if you mm. ask Kev, and Kev invited me for like, oh, come on, let's have some, you know, after the game or uh, in the times we're off to, to have some drinks, nobs. And they would tell you I didn't socialize. But I didn't socialize not because I didn't want to, is because I was focused, I had a, had a job to do and, and, and I can't sleep anymore. I can't, because when I was at Barnsley, I literally train and go home, train and go home. And when, I, when we had a day off, I'll travel to, to Bolton because uh, at the time I was dating a girl from Bolton. So the only time I'll go to Bolton was Tuesday uh, uh, after training and then uh, w- uh, Wednesday morning, I'll travel back. And we're talking an hour or so journey. So I could have literally stay at Bolton. But no, I, I lived in Barnsley. They got me a flight in Barnsley uh, next to the stadium. So I literally lived there. And that, that was my focus. So when I came here, I just kept that structure because yeah. I didn't want to disrupt it. And I lost, a contr- I, I lost a contract because of that. Because when I came to West Ham, West Ham was kind of top of the table. So with the bonus and all that. You know, we, bonus are great, Mm -hmm. you know, they can almost make you not touch your salary. Uh, and then I accept all that. So I stay driven on that. But, uh, if you look back, I miss maybe two, three weeks with an arm Uh, I pulled my arm string in the game here against Doncaster. Uh, I scored one of the fastest goals. And they got disallowed because um, they, they called foul. Yeah, so, should, should <laughs> never have been disallowed. Yeah, because I just uh, yeah I just yeah. Anyway, so uh, so I, I missed two weeks, and in those two weeks, West Ham couldn't win. We okay. couldn't get a result, and that affected the table. We dropped from the uh, top positions. So and then to get back, and then your reading was flying. Mm-mm. Reading came and nicked in. So by this time, we turned we getting trying to get to the second. So, and then we found out we're going to playoff. Playoff is, pff, the distance between the third and the fourth, the fifth, it was like 10 points. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. And then we got Cardiff. Cardiff was doing well. So, so they panicked and they proposed me a new contract because when I came to West Ham, I signed uh, two year plus, two and a half plus option, something like that. Um, and and they proposed me a new contract. And my answer was, let's not talk about it now because this is during the playoff. Uh, and I was I was getting injected mm. and stuff uh, because my knee was, I mean, it was my proper season. The championship is too demanding. Mm. so So I'm like, let's not talk about it now. After the season, let's talk about it because I don't want to get distracted. We go there. Obviously, we got promoted. That's where my prob- problem with Sam started. We come to preseason and I sit to talk about, okay, let's. Contract. Re- no, you gotta prove it. You gotta prove you. So, yeah, like you see, you, that, you see your face? Yeah. That was my face. Like, yeah, you're talking about proving? Walking into 70 odd thousand and do that? Not only that, that was probably easy. The Wembley was easy. The hardest thing is play here, Upton Park. <laughs> when things are not going well. That Ginch, mm. that you know that. Yeah, that's yeah. the hardest thing. So for him to tell me you gotta prove it, yeah, it just threw me off. My fight with Sam started there. Did you is that
0: where you fell out? Uh, was, no, I don't want to say fell out, but yeah, no, fell out. But no, no, no.
2: My 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 misbehave or my my arrogance in my my anger lit up there. Fun because night. I was expecting somebody that will embrace me because I did that. I could have take advantage of the mm-hmm. club because the club knew I was the main uh, uh, I was the main guy mm. producing in, in in that in that squad West Ham had to go up mm. they had to go had there was to. no other choice otherwise everybody would be sacked mm. like, literally the pressure was too high I remember playing here against um, who was he against against we played against Reading here oh players didn't what? want the ball change. Mm-hmm. you know when these fans turn on you Like when we came and played against uh, Barnsley, we played here. Our tactic was, let's keep the score 0-0 for as long as possible because the fans will turn on them. That was our tactic. You see that it can so, be. I mean, uh,
1: that season we got thirteen away wins, which is a record for a West Ham season.
2: That tells you something.
1: And th- I, I was going to ask about that because the Upton Park. I mean, it, uh, as a fan, of, a, of course, when there a lot of time, it put it puts a lot of pressure it's on pressure. the players. It's the pressure, especially in the Championship, where you're essentially expected to yeah, win. You're the
2: main. You're the main contender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So I'd love that though. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like. But not everybody does. Not <laughs> does. No, exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's why every football is different. I suppose. I. And you get not booed. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that sort of, I think I played my best games. Under that. Under that, when that pressure right. was on. Yeah. When they were, la- I was, say you went, no disrespect, say you went away to someone not so good. I don't think I was quite on it. And I used to make some. You bad, need that provocation. Some, I, I need that fear almost yeah. to perform. Yeah. And, and and like you say, not every player that's is That's 1%, I, I, James.
2: Yeah. That 1%. Yeah. Yeah, the year was tough. So yeah, for I remember saying this to Sam. Uh, okay, I need to look for my future for my future elsewhere. I said this to some, and and he went and got Jarvis that yeah, summer. And yeah. Jarvis took uh, because I operate left to in, hmm. and Jarvis came and took my position. Then he put Jarvis uh, because Jarvis operate on the left yeah. doesn't really operate on the right. So so and then I have to adapt again hmm. all over. So I have to go to the right. And then in um, in the, in January he went and brought Joko. So now yeah. I have to fight with Joe Cole. That's how he was the whole mm-hmm. time. So, and then the following season, he went and got more players putting me aside. So I re- he made his position clear, but it was my fault because I made my, I locked horns straight away. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, that. That wasn't the right way, but I felt frustrated at the time. I didn't know how to channel yeah, it. Yeah, but
0: on, only, you were only backing yourself as a player though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is in, you were... I think you were right to say what you said leading up to
2: such a big game or, or the playoffs. So I still hold it that I did the right thing hmm. because I knew if I involved in that contract talks, I, I would be disrupted. I knew because I was already under pressure with my knee because I didn't meant to play the playoff. Hmm. I didn't at all. I didn't, first game, the second game I could have played and that was fine. But the first game in Cardiff, I didn't train that week with my knee. I couldn't. I, have to get, I, have to, I was begging for a steroid injection, but they didn't want to give it to me. Rossi was afraid, everybody was afraid. And I said, I'm not gonna play unless I get the steroid. It's the only thing that works. But they wanted to give me the Duralane, the Fluid thing. And I can't take the, because when I take the Fluid thing, my knee starts uh, uh, like uh, locking. And I said, nah, just give me the steroid. I know myself, give me the steroid. So I got the steroid. Imagine the game is like, let's say a Saturday. So I got the steroid on a Wednesday and I only trained on a Friday before the game. And that was in Cardiff. And then to turn up at the game. And uh, the two goals of uh, Jack Collison came from me. So do you know what I mean? So, and then by the time we came here, I was in full, full flow. Because the, the the injection, because you play the week later. The injection takes form already and I was in full flow. And obviously we demolished them. We, we killed them here. So, yeah. Yeah. so things like this. So I had all this pressure because the club is telling me, oh, you got to play. No, I can't. My, I, I'm, I'm struggling. Please give me something. So and then to think about contract, like let's just get through this and then we can talk about it. But once we got promoted, Oh, everybody's a Premier League star now. I meant nothing. Let's postpone your talk. And that's how they treat me. So that's why I, I I acted out. And and eventually I came around. Eventually I was like, you know what? Head down. I'm okay. I'm gonna show this guy again. Did you speak to Joey? Uh, no. <laughs> oh like yeah. no. In moments like this, no. In moments like this, nobody knows this story. No. Yeah. Only yeah, my agent knows this story, and my wife, and people that you know. Both. And, uh And. And then we started the season, the best start at at that time. uh, Look, obviously now West Ham is in a different uh, panorama altogether, but that was one of the best West Ham start that season. Did sign me that year to Yeah, be there. true. <laughs> 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 we wouldn't sign you we didn't get on
0: Prem,
1: innit? <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to thank you for. Lots yeah, for we, I got a lot of thank you then we went to get
2: gin. Yeah, we we got a nice Carol. new contract. Yeah, we got all sorts. Yeah, but we got a few. I, I was coming up with assist. Uh, mm. I don't know if you remember this. We went to, We went to, it was my birthday. We went to QPR what was the score yeah we went to keep you out we, we won we won 2-1 uh i scored and uh did i give a penalty away no no starab scored oh, coming yeah, from yeah. the thing he came from the bench mm. cut it in bang yeah yeah they had julius caesar in goal, defended mm. like crazy so so we went to keep you out we won following game arsenal at home and that's where i dislocated my shoulder Oh, yeah, yeah, shoulder injury yeah. of course and then all over again so i yeah, was just again. and i was operating from the right so i need to find it a way to have goals also from the right because i only had goals from the left coming from the left and shooting mm. now i couldn't come and shoot with my left so i had to find a way and then i was just finding that way and then i got the injury shoulder, three yeah. months out and so forth so forth so yeah so it's a lot of uh, things that yeah. condition your your uh your day-to-day your your career in in, in general yeah.
1: yeah this is fascinating like all the things that go mm. on behind the scenes that as a fan you don't really think about and it's so much so much of your story hasn't been heard i wondered what do you make of west ham now like we've just won a european trophy first trophy in 43 years i mean with all due respect to the playoff yeah, trophy. Yeah, no, but, but, but i mean you must still feel a lot of pride about what you achieved at West Ham because who, who's to say if we win that trophy in Prague without what you did in that playoff final now?
2: Do you still feel like that? Not only me. I think everybody that is part of history, like, for example, Jinj, you came, uh, like, West Ham, uh, how is West Ham known? Uh, for example, in my time, obviously, through the ages, through maybe 20, 30 years, then West Ham is this iconic club. but. My time in, uh, in in England, West Ham is a yo-yo club. That's what I used to call it. Mm. Because they're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. Mm. They're up, they're down. So to actually establish, it was through those years. Right? So if they didn't take part in that, if you don't establish that, you can never reach anywhere. You can never win. You can never be in the European stage. So you need stability. And and people took part of those stability. Of course, of course, they're important. You, cannot, you can never get to B if you don't go through A. So, so people... Even to be in 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 where they are today, in the magnitude that they are today, the players they can afford today, something has to be done. A foundation has to be laid before. To say the foundation is not important, you you gotta be pretty crazy. Do you still bump into West Ham fans? They still come up to you. Uh, If they see me, it's hard to catch me though. (laughs) (laughs) Just like like disappeared. Yeah, back to yeah, yeah, disappeared. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have Instagram, I don't have Twitter, I don't have any of that. So if you see me, I'm here today. We talk. I, I'm very talkative. I like relationship, but if you don't see me, you don't see me.
1: How does it feel to be back in East London, like here, just round the corner from Upton Park? I guess yeah. the last time you were here, you were probably playing for West Ham. Yeah, Did I saw
2: you, the, the the buildings in there. Yeah, yeah. it if, if felt if, yeah, it felt weird, but. I'm I'm happy in a sense. Uh I was commenting with one of the boys yesterday. It's hard to move, to move home because for the fans this is home. This was home. And a home that they were happy in. It's not if you're not happy, you can move, but when you are happy, to move home is hard. So, I think it took like 2 3 years to settle at the Olympic Park and and now they settle. And it was nice to see and I'm happy. I think now they can grow to 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 the level that actually I think West Ham uh, should be at. I, from the moment I walked through to the club, even when we got promoted, I've done so many interviews and and my my main, normally I always said, West Ham is a top 10 club. It's a top 10 club. Don't don't mistake it. For the magnitude of the club, forget about it. They need to be higher there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, w- I wasn't going to be there, say, top four. And even now I'm, I have to be a bit. Cautious about it, but I think you can say top four now. I I think he has he has potential to be why Chelsea? Why not West Ham? Yeah, you you see what I'm saying? Why Arsenal? Why not West Ham? I think that's you talk about the move
0: and that, you know, obviously it's been spoken about a lot. I think for the site like as Vaz has mentioned, you know, we saw it, and you know, in the uh, as soon as you come to West Ham, the size of the club. Are you? I don't want to say surprised by how big it's got because, like you said, you could see it, but it has been quite rapid. As in, as in the success after, not long after me and you were playing,
2: I suppose. Yeah. And, and, and are you surprised by that or did you see it coming? I wasn't surprised per se, because if, when I was here, that was always my statement. I remember mm. doing an interview with Gaffer yeah, and uh, they were talking and, uh, oh, what are you going to do this year? You know, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can only vouch for me. I can tell you, uh, West Ham is a top 10. Mm-hmm. West Ham is the top 10. Forget this relegation. And also that's the, the mindset. Because West Ham has been up and down so much. They think, oh, we're going to fight relegation, you know. Oh, of course, some, some years it's tough or whatever. But for me, West Ham is a solid top 10. Solid top 10. And then once you establish that, you can move maybe a solid top six. Once you establish that, you're top four. And then, for, for, but because now, if you make a good buy, you have the right coach, you made a good buy, Brighton challenged things Aston Villa mm. a second mm. I know Aston Villa has history Of course But they're second right now What stops them from keep staying there uh, Newcastle United Okay I know Newcastle has a story But not in recent years mm. But now they, they. You, you see what I'm saying yeah, So yeah. if you have this structure Everybody has money This is one, partic- one uh, uh, thing about Premier League Anybody can spend If you spend right <laughs> Why not and yeah. West Ham has the backing. West Ham packs any state. You can put a hundred thousand, make a stadium of hundred thousand fans. They'll pack it every game. So yeah. they have the capacity. Yeah. Who's your,
0: who's your favorite players? Who's the, the players you like to watch in the current squad?
2: Someone you see a little bit of your game in maybe? Yeah, obviously you got to look at your wingers. Uh, I mean, I like Bowen a lot. Uh, his movements, his straightforward, his dynamic obviously kudos come in is you know you, you gotta uh, i like benarama man i like the i flare. was gonna say yeah. 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 the yeah. cutting yeah. yeah. in and like letting loose yeah. a shot you, you like the, I, I like the flair i like mm-hmm. the flair but uh if 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 i'm honest though i think the midfielders they they hold that that team they, they their role is is, is important mm-hmm. the way the manager plays I look at the midfielders. Obviously, I look at the attackers, the, the breaking forward, the counterattacking. They, they they're crazy, but I, I look at the mer- midfielders. I look like a suchet, you know? Is that how you call it? No, su- yeah, suchet. Yeah, yeah. Pff, I think oh, it's, yeah it's, it's amazing. So the, obviously the whole thing, but if you naturally you look at the forwards because they're the ones who score and and so forth. But I, I like I, I now my mind off the field <laughs> it's i i look at the key the the, the key players the ones that hold things although they may be not in alarm like like your makalele's at the time mm-hmm. but i can appreciate these players more now you're talking like a coach man. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> I, I overheard you earlier are you doing your coaching badges what i mean? i did i did my ufo b i probably would like to do my a just for the knowledge of it i don't want to be a coach uh if I ever was a coach, I don't even think I would be the main guy. I think I probably I'll be a good assistant uh, because I can never be like put put up a front like uh, the distant. Uh, I like to bond, uh, so I I think I could be a good assistant. But I but that's not the role that I am taking. I'm taking more the agency role. Yeah. So because I, I like relationship, I like oh. to affect a player on a deeper level, uh, on on one to one, on shape their thinking. Shape their vision, so yeah, and yeah. you can't really do that as a coach, so you can't go to their houses, they come to your house and you can have a meal, you can you know you can't bond like that, one because they're too many, you have to think about the the tactic the each individual um how to better them, and there's too much work for you, and then you have a family, and then two, but now I just have my family obviously, and then. I have these players to look after. And I'm focusing on young players. Amazing.
1: Great to hear from you. I think if you have a look over the last decade, all West Ham have achieved, and we've talked about the great squad we've got now, you can trace a line right back to that moment. You scored the winner in the playoff final and put us back into the Premier League where we've been ever since. So for that, Ricardo, and for the time you've spent with us, thank you. I'm sorry, on behalf of all West Ham fans, you will always be welcome at London Stadium. And uh, what you achieve for us, I think, will live forever. Anyone who was there, witnessed it, experienced it, will never forget it. So, Ricardo Vazte, welcome back to East London. Hope to see you again soon. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for listening here on Ironcast. Until next time, come on you irons.